Welcome to the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the key FIBA competitions. I'm Andre and joining me is my co-host Diogo. How's everything going, Diogo? Hey guys, uh, I'm fine, Andre. I uh, hope everything is okay with you and with all of our listeners. We are here for another episode of our European Hoops podcast. So, Andre, let us know what we have today. Today we'll be exploring FIBA World Cup Group C and uh, uncovering the prospects of Greece, the United States, New Zealand and Jordan. Diogo, are you all set for this? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, let's get into it. Before we dive into Group C, let's quickly review the latest news concerning the tournament. Additional final rosters have been revealed. And as usual, we have been uh, providing those updates on Twitter at Ethos EuroLeague. Ethos is spelled E-T-H-O-S. Be sure to follow us there to stay informed about all the significant news concerning the World Cup and the EuroLeague. If you guys are new to the podcast, I invite you to go back and listen to our other group reviews, highlighting the group B preview, the very first one we did as we break down the competition formats there on that episode. We have received unfortunate news that Jamal Murray and Kristaps Porzingis weren't able to recover in time and have announced their absence from the FIBA World Cup tournament. On more positive notes, Lauri Markkanen took, uh, took a rest during Finland's preparation game in Riga. Similarly, Raul Neto and Josh Green, who sat on their national team preparation games during the Boomers vs. World Tournament, are all anticipated to be ready to start for the start of the competition. And Raul Neto and Josh Green already able to play on the team's last game during that tournament. We received bad news on Jock Landell that... Uh, He just played against South Sudan in the last preparation game in Australia and he re-injured himself. He had another ankle injury and he's going under an MRI and his participation is doubtful at this moment. We are hoping for the best, but at the moment of the recording this podcast, it seems unlikely that he will be able to play for Australia during the World Cup. And those are very bad news for Australia. Duke. It was anticipated that Jamal Murray wouldn't play and although Porzingis made an effort to join the team until the very last moment, it's unfortunate that we won't be able to see them playing during the World Cup. Jokondel is also a big uh, issue for Australia that uh, is lacking in the big man department and uh, might struggle to, to find solutions for 40 minutes a game over there. Despite these high-level absences, we still have reasons to believe that this tournament will be exceptionally captivating. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, 100%. I mean, of course, there are a couple of guys who are who would be considered superstars in this World Cup. They are going to be out. But uh, regardless of that, I think we, we still have so much talent and so much good, so many good players that I think it's going to be a hell of a World Cup and it's going to be exciting for sure. Absolutely. We have so much depth of talent during this World Cup and we will be bringing you guys special episodes before the start of the World Cup. And one of the things that we will be giving you are the, the top players to track and uh, the pool of players is so big and so deep that uh, certainly we won't be lacking on talent and we won't be lacking on the high-level basketball during this FIBA World Cup. It's now time to dig into the Group C and uh, we will begin with Greece. This group will be playing in the Philippines with games on the 26th, 28th and 30th of August. Greece starts the competition on the opener of this group against Jordan. Greece's basketball team is making their ninth World Cup appearance, with their best performance being a second place in 2006. The team's qualification process was aided by standout performance of players like Dimitris Moratis and Nikos Rogopoulos, 
that are part of this Greek roster heading into the World Cup after leading the team to an impressive win against Serbia during the qualifiers. Kocitoudis won't have the availability of high-level players who have been part of this Greek national team for a long time, such as Kostas Lukas and Nikolates, with the most notable absence being the Greek superstar Giannis Atatokoupou that wasn't able to recover on time to participate and want to be part of this Greek roster during this World Cup. On this revamped Greek roster, a newcomer has risen to the top as a key component for the team's success. Thomas Walkup, a guard that uh, plays in the EuroLeague for Olympiakos, as most of our listeners know him very well, with uh, his calling card being his defensive ability. But on this tournament, he will need to provide Greece with more than just the defense and he will need to show off his improved offensive game. Do you take the lead and explain why Walkup holds such a significant role for Greece? Well, like you said, for for our listeners that have been with us uh, since the EuroLeague season, uh, everybody knows that he's one of my favorites and yours too. Uh, we both love him as a player. His ability to defend is insane. Like One of the best guard defenders in the world. Uh, and offensively, he, he's come a long way and he's developed into a very good offensive player as well. A uh, very good passer, an amazing leader, and I think that's exact, that's exactly what Greece needs from him in this World Cup, and especially uh, without Giannis. I think they they need a leader for sure, and outside of Ituris, who as a coach he's a great leader for them, they need that point guard on the floor that can lead the team and run the run the show, and I think Walkup is that guy. So uh, I think he's going to be very important for for this Greek team, and I think he's going to help them have a, a pretty good tournament. Alongside Walkup in the backcourt, Greece appears to be leaning towards starting Lutsis, while experienced players like Papa Nicolaou and Papa Giannis are early favorites for the small forward and the center positions. Dino Mitoglou has been making a strong impression during the, these preparation games. He can be a weapon to the brilliant Itudis to use during the, this Greek uh, campaign and uh, a weapon that they can use to try to get to the, the medal games. I place them in my 7 to 13 range. While they might not be among my top six teams, their journey towards a medal game is certainly one that uh, they will approach and attack without any hesitation. As the competition unfolds, Greece finds themselves in the same group as the United States. I anticipate them progressing to the second round in second place. In the next round, they could potentially face teams like Lithuania and Montenegro. These opponents won't be simple and they will be a, a hard challenge for Greece, but they have the capacity to secure victories and advance into the quarterfinals. Once they reach that stage, they could potentially face teams like Serbia, Italy or Dominican Republic. The difficulty level escalates from round to round. However, Greece has the capacity to compete with these teams as well. This suggests that uh, they indeed have the legitimate aspiration to reach a medal game during this World Cup, even if I'm not favoring them to do so. They they have a path that allows them to dream with that and to try to aspire to achieve that. While I might not currently favor them to end on that position or to come out of this World Cup, with the medal, the beauty of basketball lies in the fact that uh, a tournament like this, the outcomes are unpredictable and uh, the margins are extremely small and that can lead to surprise results and Greece certainly will aspire to surprise. If they are able to do it, it might mean locking one of the two available Olympic slots for European teams. And remember that France as a host 
they won't be taking one of those two spots. So that certainly will be a dream scenario for uh, Greece and uh, both Greece and Serbia, two teams that have two of the, the best players in the world in Giannis and Jokic that won't be on this World Cup. Despite that fragility and not being at full force, they are still on the mix to be able to lock that uh, European slot for the Olympics. So that certainly will be a great achievement for them. How far do you think that they can go, Do uh, I agree with everything you said, honestly. Uh, I think they can get to a medal game. Uh, again, I, I'm not like you said. I, I'm not favoring them to do it, but they absolutely can. Uh, their path towards that is, I'm not going to say easy, uh, because obviously this is going to be high, highly competitive uh, every game. But uh, I do think that they have the team. I think they have a super consistent team, top to bottom. And unlike teams like Lithuania and Montenegro that they can face in the second stage, uh, I think. Their team is better top to bottom. I, I think Montenegro and Lithuania has a higher... Um, the top guys are better uh, in guys from the NBA like Valenciunas and Vucevic. But I think top to bottom, Greece has a more balanced and more consistent team. And I think they are better defensively. And obviously, Coach Ituris plays a big part in that. So uh, I think Greece will finish second in this group. And then they will have some tough battles against Montenegro and Lithuania. And I think if I had to split like... Uh, the chances of these three teams to advance with the USA, I would probably go like 33, 33, 34 in favor of Greece. <laughs> but it's like super close between all three. I think Greece is in their range from 8 to 13 in my power rankings. I think you had in a range of 7 to 13, so it's very close. Uh, I think they're going to fall in that spot, and I think they absolutely should be aiming at a medal game. But obviously it's going to be very hard, but they, they have the pieces to be able to do it. There are this group of teams here where we have uh, Serbia, Italy, Greece, and then teams like Dominican Republic, Lithuania, and Montenegro. That uh, some have uh, higher level players, other play very good team basketball while having good players. And uh, the mix between all of those teams, you can expect one of them to make it to the, into the medal games on this championship. And Greece is one of the teams in that mix. And besides that, I would rank them uh, to have a good chance, kind of like you did, almost the 33-33-34 split, very close to that, slightly ahead of the other two, and that just puts them one game away from the, the medal games. And that's why they, they have that ceiling on this championship, even if I don't think they are one of the top six teams either. I think it'll be extremely hard for them to be in the final, it'll be extremely hard for them to win gold, but if uh, Greece comes out of this World Cup going and playing in a medal game and uh, locking one of the Olympic slots, that will be a massive achievement and something that uh, the Greek fans will certainly be proud of and certainly something that they can dream uh, about and uh, they will be on the fight for. But even within this group, it won't be easy and uh, it's not a guarantee that they move forward and we will probably speak next about uh, their biggest opponent. Uh, next on the docket, we have New Zealand that is on their seventh World Cup appearance with their highest achievement being a fourth place in 2002. Participating in the FIBA Asia Cup, the Tall Blacks secured a fourth place finish in 2017 and a third place finish in 2022. They narrowly missed reaching the World Cup second round in 2019 by just six points against Giannis and this Greek team. Here they are again trying to one more time surprise Greece and to be able to move onto the second round. They start the competition playing against USA, 
playing with Greece on the second round and to aspire to moving to the second round, they will likely need to win one of those games. Key players of this team include Isaac Fontu, Shea Ailey, Delaney, Jordan Nagatai, who all have prior experience with the team, but also players like Yanni Wetzel that uh, bring this team some solutions and some options, a team that uh, will be missing some, uh, some important players. Delaney, the 6'7", 28-years-old forward, stands out as a top player, having recently won the Basketball Champions League with uh, Telecom and reaching the finals of the German Bundesliga, being set to play for the New Zealand Breakers this season. However, the absence of the Webster brothers and Steven Adams is significant for the, the team's aspirations. New Zealand is known for its physical and fearless style of play, which suits well the FIBA tournament and which gives them a fighting chance in, when they are able to be having a good game. On the absence of these uh, top players, Yanni Wetzel, a sixth and big man that plays for Alba in the EuroLeague since uh, 2022, arises as one of the key players of this roster. Duke, why are Delaney and Yanni Wetzel so important for New Zealand? Well, starting off with St. Delaney, uh, like you mentioned, had a great season in Germany with uh, Bond making the finals and then winning the the Champions League. I think he's a, a pretty efficient scorer who can provide some offense for this team uh, from the wing. And uh, I think he's going to be probably their number one option offensively. And I think he's going to have a, a very good uh, World Cup. Uh, as far as Yanni Wetzel, uh, we know him from EuroLeague playing for Albu Berlin and the season before for Basconia. Uh, I, I think he can be the front court presence for, the, for this team. Uh, he's a pretty good scorer inside and I think he's able to play solid defense for them. So I think these two guys are going to be the, the major keys for this New Zealand team. And uh, hopefully they can be as competitive as possible in this group. Uh, it's it's going to be tough because obviously Greece and USA are, are very good teams. But I think they can be competitive and I think th these two guys are going to lead the way for them. As I hinted before by placing Greece second on this group, it's clear that the Tall Blacks will face a challenging task to secure a spot on the top 16. However, I rank them in third within this group and I believe that they have solid chances to contend for a top 20 finish. They will likely face teams like Mexico and Egypt on the second round, which are not easy opponents. New Zealand is expected to have a highly competitive matches throughout the tournament. On my power rankings, they are part of a group of teams ranging from 18 to 22, as I project them as having a good chance to win this World Cup with three wins. Unfortunately for the Tall Black, the two losses would come in this group, uh, with uh, one of them being against Greece, as uh, I expect the European team overall superior talent to come up on top in a game that uh, I will be making sure to tune in and to watch, because that game has the potential to be quite competitive and quite important for both of these teams. Moving into the top 16 won't be a simple endeavor for the team under the guidance of head coach Pyro Cameron, do you share the same sentiment that I have about this uh, this team? Yeah, I do. Uh, again, I think they can be competitive. I think a third place in this group is the the realistic goal for them. But uh, I think they should try to be to to give Greece a run for their money, and, and I think it's going to be a, a pretty competitive game until like mid second half. I don't know. I, I just think Greece uh, Greece is a very good team defensively, and I think New Zealand is not going to be able to overcome that. But uh, I think they can make it competitive for sure. And uh, I think that after this stage, they can be one of the best teams that didn't make the top six. 
I think that Delaney has a chance to cause some damage to Greece to the Greek front court, and uh, if we see a player like Papagiannis getting into foul trouble, Tanasis can also be a player that gets himself into foul trouble. There is a way that uh, the game goes onto New Zealand way direction, but I would say that's like a ten percent chance. If I really favor Greece. I think that yeah. they have the superior talent and they just have more solutions. Obviously, Steven Adams would be a big addition to this roster, but the Webster brothers, like the, their creation, their ability to, to create shots and to, to score, it's something that, uh, that is lacking at times to this New Zealand team. And it's something that they will be missing during this tournament. And I think that that really gives an advantage to Greece. And especially when the second units will be, will be on the floor, I think Greece does have an advantage. And that's why I expect Greece to, to beat New Zealand. And I give them a considerable margin of favoritism to, to do so. Now it's time to talk about Jordan. They are entering their third World Cup appearance, with previously in 2010 and 2019 ending without wins. But the team is motivated to make a breakthrough this time. Key players like uh, Hal Dawadi, Hussein, Freddy Ibrahim, Abbas provide a mix of experience and talent while we have a small surprise as the team switch their naturalized player from Dart Tucker that uh, has been performing at a very high level for this Jordan team to Rondai Hollis Jefferson heading into this uh, World Cup. Jordan arrives to the, the FIBA World Cup after ending in fourth uh, on the Group E of the Asian qualifiers behind New Zealand, Lebanon and Philippines. Their path into the second round and to the top 16 is extremely unlikely, but can they aspire to fight for the Asiatic Olympic slot? We will get to that in a moment, but a thing is certain. The performances of Freddy Ibrahim and Rodei Hollis Jefferson are absolutely determinant for their aspirations. On this episode, we highlight the sixth regard, Freddy Ibrahim, that plays for the Holly basketball since 2020, and the former NBA player on the Hollis Jefferson, the 6'6 forward, that currently plays for the Atleticos de San Germán in Puerto Rico. Diogo, why are these two players crucial for Jordan? Uh, starting off with Freddie Abraham, uh, I think he's going to be the main playmaker for this Jordan team. Um, he can score, he can pass. Uh, I saw some, some of the qualifiers game. He had like a double-double with 20 points and like 13 assists. So he's obviously capable of that. And having a guy like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, the, the former NBA player, I think he's going to be able to provide scoring and rebounding for them. And uh, I think he's going to be playing all three positions on this Jordan front court. So I think these two guys are going to be very important for them. And I think they should be the ones who try to elevate this Jordan team to, to be as competitive as they can in whatever game they play. So... Absolutely, these two guys are, are the keys for it. Besides those two, Aldawari presence is felt due to his scoring versatility, while uh, Abbas and uh, Freddy Ibrahim contribute significantly to the team consistency and play. Rondai, he's expected to be the star of this team and he appears to be leaner and in the very good shape compared to his NBA years. He was in good shape in his NBA years, his physics just look different now. And he takes roles from defending the positions 1 to 5 for this team. They heavily rely on his self-creation and playmaking skills to generate offense. And you can expect to see this team trying to look for opportunities to run and find easy baskets that way. Jordan is part of a group ranging for 23 to 31 on my power rankings. And I project them to win this group in 4th place. 
the competition for the Olympic as the athlete slot will be fierce and I don't expect to see them quite there on that mix but to achieve that they will likely need to overcome New Zealand what I don't expect to see and uh, I think that the uh, tall blacks physicality and defensive intensity will give many issues to Jordan on the second round they are likely to face Mexico and Egypt two matchups that uh, can be competitive ones but I am not uh, quite there favoring Jordan as well on those on those uh, matchups although they have a chance I just think that uh, they won't be able to get enough wins to be able to fight in for that Asiatic Olympic slot. At the same time, I think that they might have a chance to fight for their first World Cup win during this competition. So for the Jordan fans, there are there is something to cheer for and there is hope that they will be able to be competitive on some of these matchups, even if I'm projecting them to win this group on the fourth place. Are you in agreement with me about Jordan? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think they're going to be fourth in this group. Uh, I think they can make it somewhat competitive against New Zealand, but I just think New Zealand has too much for them. Uh, I also agree about the the Asian spot for the for the Olympics. I, I don't think they're going to make it. Uh, obviously, they're going to try to be as competitive as they can against whoever's in front of them, and they're going to give it their all to to be able to qualify. But I, I just think other teams have more talent and more weapons. So in the end, I don't think they're going to be able to make it. Uh, I have them in my bottom tier in my power rankings. But uh, hopefully they can put up uh, a product on the court that is just entertaining to, to watch and just be competitive. That's all I'm hoping for. Very well. After Jordan, is now time to move on to the United States men's national team that is making their 19 World Cup appearance, having won the championship in 54, 86, 94, 2010 and 2014. Despite a loss in the last FIBA Basketball World Cup, this team comes into the tournament aiming to secure their sixth gold. Noteworthy players within this roster include the NBA stars Anthony Edwards, Tariz Ali Burton, Jalen Brunson, Brennan Ingram, Michael Bridges, the defensive player of the year Jaron Jackson Jr., the rookie of the year Paolo Banchero. On this roster, filled with talent from top to bottom, including Cam Johnson, Josh Hart, Bobby Portis, Austin Reeves, and Walker Kessler. The floor is yours, Duke, to highlight the players that you see as key for the American team that is looking for redemption and wants to strike gold on this World Cup. Well, first of all, let me just say that we could break down like any player from this team and <laughs> it would be keys because obviously they are so much ta so talented top to bottom and they have an amazing roster. But uh, I'm going to go first with uh, Jalen Brunson. I think he's the leader of this team. Uh, I think he's going to be the main point guard and he, he knows how to play with FIBA rules because he has experience with the USA team in uh, 19 and under basketball. So I think he's going to be the leader of this team. Like He's going to run the show. He's going to get everybody involved and he's going to score when he has to. So I, I think he's going to be the, the number one playmaker for them and, and he's going to be very important. And then I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards because I, I feel like as far as talent, I, I think he's just the best player on this team. Uh, I, I still need to see him playing with FIBA rules and I think he's going to be just fine. But uh, obviously, he's an amazing scorer. He can score in the mid-range. He can hit the three. He's got buried his shot. He's a, a good defender. He's athletic. He can run the floor. He can finish on the break. Like, whatever you need him to do, uh, I think he, he's capable of that. So I think these two guys are are the, the key factors for this team. Brunson, more as far as a, a leadership role, 
and playmaking and running the show. And Ant, as far as just being that superstar player, that's going to, I think he's going to have a hell of a World Cup and he's going to cement himself as one of the best players in the world in the, uh, starting off in this tournament. And uh, yeah, I think these two guys are for sure the keys for them. But of course, we could name so many other players, guys like Mikael Bridges, I think is going to be amazing so far and so on. But uh, yeah, I- I'm going to stay with these two guys. One of the keys of this roster, besides the incredible amount of talent, is that they have a lot of players that have the ability to play both sides of the court, as Anthony Harris, as you just mentioned, and that allows them to close games with very strong lineups on the court, and that gives them an edge to compete on this World Cup, even if some of their players are not very experienced with FIBA rules. They, they do have players that can play both sides of the court and will be big challenges for any team on this competition. The group stage draw seems to work in favor of the United States, providing them with an opportunity to develop their team before encountering stronger opponents. This is especially crucial for their young and less experienced roster, putting them in a favorable position as they approach the this World Cup. In my view, Brandon Ingram and Jaron Jackson Jr. are the two players who stand out as keys for this team's success. And it's not that we disagree here, like you said, that talent is not lacking on this team. I anticipate Jalen Brunson and Mikael Bridges to provide leadership and consistent performance game after game. But regarding the USA MVP, I believe Anthony Edwards and Brandon Ingram are likely the two contenders. Edwards' ability and star potential are unquestionable. I also think that he has the biggest talent of this team and I also think that he has the higher upside from all the players of this team. But in the FIBA game with a more limited space, he can sometimes struggle with some turnovers and with his shot selection. Although he's poised to be a prominent figure in the American basketball for the years to come, and I am sure he will be a leader in the international accomplishments of the United States for many, many years, I believe that Ingram seems to be at a more advanced stage of his development and on his basketball maturity. I see him as being able to be a game changer when the stakes are the the highest in this tournament for the United States. But there is a chance that uh, this team ends up to be so superior in the majority of their games. And I can totally see the case for Anthony Edwards with uh, him being the more talented player of this American group, ending up being the MVP for this American team during the, the World Cup. I just think that uh, in close games, I will trust more Brandon Ingram at this moment playing within FIBA rules than uh, Anthony Edwards, although I do recognize that uh, the most talented player of United States is Anthony Edwards. Jaron Jackson Jr. is set to excel under FIBA rules and his capabilities on defense, stretching the floor and finishing at the rim will shine in every single game. However, a key aspect for this uh, USA team's aspirations rely on him, particularly regarding to fall trouble. The FIBA game is more physical than the NBA and with 8 minutes less of play time on the clock, the number of falls leading to a disqualification is also reduced to five. Why is this so important? Because during the preparation games, the indications are that Kerr doesn't seem to rely on Walker Kessler as a consistent backup. And the backup center positions seem to belong to Paolo Banchero and Bobby Portis. Good players, no doubt about that. But that doesn't provide the same rim protection that Jaron Jackson does. I project United States to win this group in first place. And I rank them on the top part of my top six 
for this competition. And while I don't want to spoil our final power rankings until our last episode before we start the World Cup, and uh, this is the perfect moment to tell you guys to take a moment to subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss out on all the content we will be posting, including our final power rankings right before the start of the tournament. US, besides the incredible amount of talent, both on their group of players, but also on their bench, where they have multiple-time NBA champions on Steve Kerr, Spoh, Ty Lue, impressive coaching staff indeed. A fun fact about this American team is that their coaches combine for 15 NBA rings, while the, all of their players combine to just one. And uh, their coaching staff will play an important role, no doubt about that. And the ability to adapt, not to stick to a set game plan, is crucial for them. I wonder about how well their second lineup of Ali Burton, Reeves, Cam Johnson, Banchero, and one of Hart or Portis will be performing. They are certainly aiming to run and play a fast pace with that unit. But at times, we have seen that unit struggling, committing some turnovers not being able to defend and especially not being able to rebound at the, the higher level against good teams. And the willingness to mix and match those lineups is totally crucial for them. Rebounding is an aspect that, that uh, both for the second unit for as for their starters might be a problem in certain matchups later in the, the competition. But uh, I believe that uh, the American team is so good in so many other aspects of the game that they will be able to overcome that. In favor of this team goes besides the, the talent, their side of the bracket places them on the prime position to fight for medals and being the favorites for gold. I expect them to cruise past Greece, Jordan and New Zealand with each of uh, those teams, especially Greece and New Zealand, presenting different challenges and opportunities for this roster to grow. On the second round, Montenegro and Lithuania are the likely opponents that USA should be facing teams against whom I clearly favor US, but that will one more time bring different challenges, especially with their powerful frontcourts, giving US another path to grow. This takes us to the quarterfinals. Here, the American team is expected to face one of Serbia, Dominican Republic or Italy, teams against whom they are also favorites. And while I have the utmost respect for all of these teams and think especially Greece, Italy and Serbia can create problems to the US and with their weld oil machines and the way that they play under the FIBA rules, it tightens the margin between talent and the performance in these games. I think that the uh, United States can aspire to cruise into the semifinals, avoiding the likes of uh, Germany, Australia, France, Canada, Spain, and Slovenia. How do you see this American team performing, Diogo? Well, I have them first in this group. Uh, I think they should be the favorites in, in all of the tournament. They are in my top five in my power rankings. And obviously, we're not going to unveil the order until the episode that Andrea was talking about. Hope you guys stay tuned for that. Um, and again, uh, similarly to Greece, uh, the path is they're on the favorable side of the bracket. And like you mentioned already, for a, a young team like uh, USA has this World Cup, I think it's going to be very important for them because it, they're not going to get really tested like that until like a semifinals or a final. So I think that's going to be that's going to be very helpful for them. But uh, overall, uh, I think they're going to be able to to dominate at least the four, the first four or five games because I, I really think that team is so talented 
he might like he might not have like the the superstars like a LeBron like a KD, but top to bottom they are a very good team on both sides of the floor, and this might be the best defensive team that they've ever had in a World Cup. So I'm very excited to see what they are able to do with these young guys, all athletic, all very good defensively. Uh, I think it's going to be very fun to watch. Having players like Mikal and uh, Jaron Jackson playing in FIBA rules and being able to throw those guys at the best players of the other teams, it really, really helps to compete even if they need to adjust and adapt to FIBA rules. I'm sure that they will be doing just fine and playing at a very high level. They are, at this moment, favorites to gold. We will see where we rank them to in our power rankings. But the combination of talent, their side of the bracket puts them in an advantage position in regarding to the, the other top teams during this uh, World Cup. I'm certain that the Americans will be coming for their redemption. They will be fighting to come out of this World Cup with the gold medal. This was a great, great, great episode. I can wait for the tournament to start and watch high level and very, very competitive basketball. I have great news for you guys. Next week, heading into the start of the World Cup that starts on Friday, 25th of August, we will have episodes every day from Monday to Thursday. Coming out Monday, we will have the preview of Group H with France, Canada, Latvia and Lebanon, followed on Tuesday with the preview of Group A, where you can find the host Philippines and also Angola, Dominican Republic and Italy. Following those two last group's previews, we will have two special episodes coming out on Wednesday and Thursday, unveiling our final power rankings, highlighting the best games of this first round and the top players to keep track during tournament. Stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast so you get to listen to it before anyone else and stay up to date with all the news regarding the World Cup and the EuroLeague. You guys know it by now. Follow us on Twitter at ETHOS EuroLeague. ETHOS EuroLeague is our handle over there. My name is Andrea, and I will be seeing you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode.